the Greek etymology of crisis, it means to change. Crises are always opportunities for change. We have enormous challenges, but we also have enormous opportunities. 85% of our staff are working remotely. And I suspect that next year or a couple of years from now, there'll be more of our administrative staff who are working remotely than we have previous COVID-19. And that will free up administrative space, which we might be able to use for other purposes. So I do think that the way in which we learn and teach, study, and engage with each other on campus is likely to look different even a year from now. You just heard our former college president, Lee Pelton, give his final address at a virtual staff forum. His recognition of our staff's ability to pivot at the beginning of the pandemic and his belief that the institution of Emerson should embrace the culture of innovation that the pandemic triggered were greeted with applause by many staff from their living rooms, home offices, and kitchen tables. We asked our union members to reflect on a year of remote work, how it felt on a good day, how it felt on a challenging day, and what they wanted to hold on to for the future. Here are some edited testimonies. Let's start with the notes from a good day. No commute, no needing to worry about getting COVID. One unexpected good thing that came from this last year is that I like the extra personal time I have instead of commuting. Getting to spend more time with my elderly ailing dog. She's next to me most days while I'm working. It helped to be there to give her medication. I was permitted a degree of freedom and comfort in approaching work, altering hours and routines to perform to my own expectations and to be present and available to my family. Becoming financially savvy. One silver lining about COVID-19 is actually that I met my current girlfriend on a Zoom call last March, right at the beginning of all the shutdowns. Without Zoom, we might not have met. When we first started dating, we needed some outdoor activities for social distancing. Before long, I had a new pair of binoculars and a bird book, and my girlfriend and I now go hiking regularly just for the bird watching. In December 2020, my husband suffered a series of seizures that led to a brain lesion. His road to recover is long, still ongoing. He is on a program of very difficult medication. The silver lining is that I have been able to stay home with him and not have to choose between keeping my job and caring for my spouse. While this will be a long therapy of medication, another six months, the good news is that he is coming along and the lesion is reducing. Sometimes it was more challenging. My apartment doesn't have a dedicated work area. There's no separation between work and personal life when my computer, monitors, keyboard, etc. are right in my living room. Higher heating, AC builds. Constant construction noises from the neighbors. Harder to get someone for a quick one-minute task. The added expenses at a time when the college withheld our cost of living and healthcare went up. I had to pay for a new router, upgraded internet, and my heating, cooling, and electricity all shot up. I mean, this was tough because I, I miss direct conversation with my colleagues. We've worked around this absence with Slack and Zoom, but there's just like nothing like yelling over the wall for some info. Navigating relationships with my parents, partner, and friends who are having a difficult time. I am thriving in my job by working from home. However, I am missing my Emerson colleagues and our community of students and scholars. The lack of certainty and concerns for my peers was new and very uncomfortable. The inability to process things like the 2020 election amongst colleagues was isolating and frustrating. Working from home means faculty and students in my department don't reach out to me unless there's a problem or they need something. But in the office, people stop by or run into you and share their successes and joys 
while I can do a large portion of my job at home without those random expressions of joy and pride, it's easy to lose track of the reasons that you enjoy the work. In the office, I feel like I'm helping people, but at home, I feel like I'm just clicking buttons. We don't know the full story of what coworkers are doing, so we can't help out. And finally, some light at the end of the tunnel. Something that I want to keep moving forward is that I've grown used to not commuting into the city and back, and I would love to hang on to this extra time. I want to continue working from home three days a week, alternating days with my husband, so my pup always has care. I want to spend less time commuting. It's up to two hours each way, and more time serving my community. To remember, we are all hanging in there, and we are all each capable and worthy. It was always a bit grim and kind of introverted, so the pandemic didn't radically alter my life or my outlook. I was fortunate too that no one close to me died of the disease. My priorities are pretty much the same. What I'm mainly looking forward to is being able to sit in a cafe with a coffee and read a book or talk to a friend. Oh, that and going dancing again. I hope we can continue to be patient and flexible with each other's work-life balance needs and to identify the most efficient and effective means of accomplishing our work rather than shaping our day around the constraints of facilities and administrative constructs like the eight hours in a row workday. We have all learned a lot over this time and most of us know that the pre-COVID world was not working so well. A new era of work-life balance needs to bloom out of this. If staff members can have workplace flexibility, it should continue. We need to stop living in a 1970s style workplace enslaved to the time card. We have proven that we can work well remotely, individually, and collectively. There is no reason in this new world why staff should not have some agency in how we work. Our supervisors should have the ability to help us achieve that end in order to meet the needs of the college and our lives. It's imperative that we not move backwards from what we learned. Thank you for listening. We hope you will join us for future episodes as we continue to explore what it means to come together for the common good. Unity Unmuted is a loud, proud production of the Emerson Staff Union. Research from Diana Potter and Dan Crocker. Producers and editors are Audrey Park and Rachel Levin. Homa Sarabi keeps us all together. And I'm your host, Amanda Wade. Music provided by Half-Hearted Attack. Ghost featuring Pittix, Airtone featuring Sactra22, and Alzen Eater featuring Smiling Cynic. Special thanks to our very own Dan Crocker for letting us use his band Half-Hearted Attack.